This is a production of Cornell University. For Cornell University's world-renowned Turfgrass program, I'm Frank Rossi. And I'm Carl Scamenti, and this is episode 15 of Turf Talk, brought to you in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. Turf Talk provides just-in-time, science-based recommendations for professional turfgrass managers in the Northeast U.S. So, Frank, we had a slight cool-down in the last week, uh, and we're expecting some pretty major changes coming up uh, in terms of precipitation. Maybe you could tell us about that. Well, we're expecting a major shift in the weather patterns, at least on the moisture front, Carl. Last week, cooler temperatures did not entirely bring relief to persistent heat stress. This was the fourth consecutive week this season where the heat stress along the I-95 corridor has been high risk. That is, greater than four consecutive days with the sum attempts and the humidity in excess of 150. So, you know, 80 degrees during the day and 80 degrees at night is a heat stress-filled day. Moisture stress conditions are improving slightly and expected to improve dramatically for the 33% of the Northeast identified in some form of drought. Additionally, the USDA topsoil moisture map at our forecast website indicates 70 to 85% of the topsoil in the Northeast is short, very short on moisture, compared to the 10-year average of only 20 to 30% of the soils being short, top short. So we're in very dry conditions. Of course, to the south end of the region, excess moisture is the stress that's exposing the weaknesses in the turf systems down there, such as drainage, excessive surface organic matter accumulation, focused traffic, and soil compaction. So Carl, all this leads to significant abiotic stress that further complicates resistance to pest issues and recovery from existing injury and traffic. Okay, so as we move into the pest and stress update this week, maybe you could give us some information on where we are with some of these pests in their life stage and how this upcoming shot of moisture is going to affect that pest pressure. Well, some could describe this time of year under the current weather conditions as being the most challenging of periods for pest pressure, Carl. Several weeds have adapted successfully over the years to the changing climate with periods of dry weather followed by periods of excessive moisture and, of course, warming temperatures. Summer annuals such as crabgrass and goosegrass in wet areas, nutsedge, and now green kylinga. Warm season weedy grasses and cemetery grounds such as zoysia and Bermuda grass, Carl, are thriving in this warm, moist air. Clover and narrow leaf planting have become more obvious as turf has gone dry or dormant north of central New Jersey. Not much to do about these now unless you've been on an active post-emergent crabgrass program. More regularly as crabgrass can make an excellent, if not crab apple green lawn. On the insect front, widespread reports of lawns not recovering from drought after rainfall and now suspecting chinch bug damage. Reports from golf turf on annual bluegrass weevil second generation damage that seems to be localized to the most stressed areas of fairways and collars. Hopefully many are still scouting to see the life stages present before making another ABW application. Adult scarab beetles are flying around mating and soon mom will be looking for a place to deposit her eggs for maximum survival. The recent moisture should allow ample area, soft and lush growth, for the eggs to be laid with ease and have food supply should moisture continue. The moms are always looking for a nice place to lay their babies. If you have a history of grub issues that leads to animal feeding, then consider the preventative grub control products and be careful when using those products regarding pollinators. 
Finally, on the disease front, Carl, I'd say it'd be easier to say what we're not seeing. Well, I can't say we're seeing snow mold. We haven't seen rust yet, and the red thread seems to have passed, but dollar spot, brown patch, pythium, anthracnose, the mirepoix of the turf foliar pathogens, and for root pathogens, pythium and summer patch. And interestingly, Jim Murphy discusses summer patch on fine fescues in one of his recent Rutgers blog entries. So with all the pests and stress in the system, Carl, it's time for some defense again. Yeah, so going along with kind of our theme for the summer, playing defense, uh, we're going to have a big shot of precipitation coming. Uh, what is a key to success for the week we should focus on to promote healthy, good performing turf? Well, the key to success this week, I would say, Carl's managing traffic over moist, warm soils. XX moisture is on the way for many this week, with some expected to receive two to four inches of rain. High humidity, warm conditions will increase the risk of foliar pathogen due to persistent leaf wetness. Wet soil conditions will lead to higher soil temperatures that will further challenge root function and overall plant growth. Soil management is more vital now that it remains somewhat under our control relative to traffic. Consider limiting maintenance traffic to wet soils as well as play on saturated recreational surfaces for golf and sports. Raise heights of cut to extend mowing intervals when wet soils will not sustain mower weight leading to rutting and soil compaction issues. Now, reports from the central Midwest eastward to the Maryland coast, Carl, confirm what is coming to the northern areas over the next few weeks with persistent warm, wet soils and warm, humid air. Turf will begin to struggle with black layer, as well as root pathogens that are normally weak, but now will exploit plants weakened from abiotic stress. Consider all possible means to reduce turf stress over the next three weeks while summer stress conditions prevail. For sports turf professionals expected to prepare playing surfaces for August training camps, consider delaying aggressive surface renovation under wet conditions. Consider rolling instead of mowing. Keep in mind that returning heights of cut to playing surface height will require more frequent mowing as weather conditions persist. Great. So you gave us a couple methods, a couple keys to success for this upcoming week. Now, if you look into that crystal ball, what is the sage advice you're going to have for us? Well, our sage advice for this week, Carl, is to anticipate. Anticipate means to regard as probable, expect, or to predict. For the next several weeks until mid-August, expect plants to struggle if heat stress and excess moisture are predominant weather issues. For the dry areas, anticipate that drought stress is being alleviated, but plants are not adapted to the dramatic shift out of drought-induced dormancy, in some cases or at least suppressed growth. Foliar pathogens can exploit this situation. Nitrogen will start to release, spurring growth and aiding recovery from pest damage. Anticipate that if turf does not recover from stress well, then it could also reveal chinch bug damage. So look for telltale signs of frass on plant stems. Nitrogen released in warm soils, Carl, could also aid in areas with severe root damage from patch diseases. Anticipate if you are on a PGR program and have sustained damage, consider allowing plants to rebound and return to unregulated growth. Unregulated rebound growth can be lush and susceptible to foliar pathogens. So to be sure controls are in place. If continuing to regulate, anticipate the rapid breakdown of the PGR in the plant under warm temperatures and following the growing degree day models and tighten up those application intervals. It's the busiest time of the year, as we heard last week, Carl from Mitch Buckley, and the key for the next 30 days is to anticipate stress and work to manage. As always, Frank, thank you for the sage advice, and thank you to our listeners for joining us for the 15th episode of the 2018 Turf Talk podcast series, brought to you just in time by Cornell University, in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. 
You can find us online at turf.cals.cornell.edu and on Twitter or Facebook at Cornell Turf. As always, we'd love some feedback if you want to leave a review on any of the podcasting websites, as we're always looking for ways to improve this podcast. For Turf Talk, I'm Carl Scamenti. And I'm Frank Rossi. Have a great week. This has been a production of Cornell University, on the web at cornell.edu.